What up, my people? Welcome back to the Evangelical Student Network podcast. My name is Kaspar Mapurisa, and in this episode, we continue to wrestle with the question if God is good, why does He allow pain and suffering in the world? And joining us in this episode is Pastor Tulani, Pastor Masango, Tawanda Masango, and uh, Winston as um, we attempt in this question and answer segment to answer this age-old question. So as usual, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, get yourself a cup of coffee or tea or juice and let's dive in. Let's get it. Was there really no other solution for God other than letting us endure uh, suffering because he will be we will be in heaven one day is all this pain evidently necessary and the evidently is in capital letters as in evidently is it yeah, yeah. so i think the question is is god's solution the best he could pull out you know couldn't he come up with a better one uh solution that would probably um work differently um so in one corinthians chapter one uh from verse 22 for Jews demand signs and Greeks seek, seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. All I can say is, God is all wise. And I think if he brought this solution. That's the best that there is. If we believe God is God. Amen. Thank you. Next question. If suffering helps us to yearn for heaven, is this to say that God knows that the pleasures of this world have a greater pull on us than the belief of what heaven will be that has been given to us? If yes, does that not feel like a wrong reason to long for heaven in that we're holding on to it as an escape rather than this beautiful thing that we should deeply desire or long for? Wow, good question. Yeah, I think that's a very good question. Um, and, and we're saying that suffering does uh, stir up in us a, a longing for heaven um, because heaven is a place where there will be no suffering, but that is only an aspect of, of the glories of heaven. It's not its totality. Uh, that, that's heaven most negatively defined. It, it's, it's a place without suffering. Um, well, you could be in a place without suffering where you're just, you know, completely bored, where you're sitting on a cloud and listening to Casper uh, play on a harp. Um, Heaven, heaven includes the absence of suffering, uh, but, but there's so much more than that. There's, there's occupation, there's work, there are going to be adventures to be had, things to be conquered, uh, cities to be built. Um, there's there's uh, the, the presence of, of God in there, his, his creative influence, his, his uh, unfiltered love toward us uh, that now doesn't need to be uh, mediated 
um, through, through um, you know, uh, the, these covenants that account for sin. Sin is removed. All, all barriers are, are, are removed. And so, um, yeah, the, the question seems to be like, okay, we're talking about heaven as this place we're longing for where there's, there, there's, there's no suffering. Isn't it more than that? Absolutely. Uh, there's, more than th- uh, there's more than that. That's just a component uh, of it. Go ahead, go ahead, cl- cl- clap your hands. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, um, I don't know if that answers it. I don't know if the other panelists have something to add. Um, maybe just to say also, it's good to understand the context of tonight. So we gathered here to consider the question of suffering. And of course, heaven has been talked about as a place where there won't be suffering. But um, I think there's a more richer and wider way in which we can anticipate heaven, not just as a place where there's no suffering, which is, I think, what our wins was uh, trying to put across. So I hope that makes sense. Thank you. Uh, next question. I am suffering to read this handwriting. Um, <laughs> it says, if all suffering emanates from sin, and yet Jesus came to die for our sins, why then do Christians still suffer in the post-crucifixion era. Yay! So, I think we're still, at the point of salvation, we still have a tension between we're now in the presence of God, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, but not yet there. And so, um, I think Pastor Tawanda alluded to the purposes of suffering. And one of that, one of the reasons was that it matures us. And so, on the journey of sanctification, which is this process of between being saved until we are in glory, there is need for us to mature. And so, one of the reasons why we suffer is that God employs, this as, uh, employs it as a tool for our maturity. So, for example, if you have a child, um, if they do something bad, you're going to chastise them. And so as chastisement also is part of suffering, the pain inflicted in us will point us to becoming more and more mature in Christ. So, I think I'll stop there. Yeah, I, I just... Add to it. Um, one fundamental key that you need to have in order to make any sense of, of the Bible is something called an, an already not yet perspective on, 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 on time. Uh, so, so since Christ came, um, in some sense, everything promised in the Bible has already been fulfilled. And in another sense, uh, none of it has, 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 has yet been fulfilled. We've been given a foretaste of everything, but we've received consummation of, of nothing. Um, so uh, the, the Bible speaks of us have being saved, but have, ha- having been saved in the, in the past. The Bible speaks of us as being saved in the present. And, and then the Bible also speaks of us as, as being saved in, in the future. So everything that's happening now in the lives of believers is a foretaste of what it is going to be like 
in, in, in the new creation. Um, and, and the reason for this already not yet dynamic that is just shot through uh, the, the entirety of the New Testament um, is to enable people like you and me to still come to Christ. Because if, if God were to have banished suffering and, and, and with its sin, the moment Jesus died on the cross, then, then there would be no opportunity for people to, to turn to Christ. Um, because if you, if you deal with the, 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 the problem of, of, of suffering and, and everyone just gets taken up uh, to, to heaven, um, then, then, then there's, there's, there's after that, there's no, there's no more opportunity uh, to repent. Um, and uh, so we as believers um, need to have, have that, that perspective. We still continue to suffer because God still continues uh, to patiently stretch out his arms uh, to, to those who have not yet turned to him. And so if you have not yet turned to him, know that, that God wants you to come into his arms. He's, he's put pause, he's pressed pause on all of history. Uh, the, the, nothing still needs to be done. Nothing still needs to be accomplished in redemptive history apart from Christ coming in order to bring about the end of all things. But, but he's pushed pause so that you might have an opportunity to turn to him now. Do not waste that opportunity. As, as Pastor Tawanda said, do not waste uh, your suffering. Turn to him now. Thank you. Uh, next question. How does, how does one endure the suffering of the world without having to blame God for it or without having to ask why us or why me? University students ask questions, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they ask questions and um, thank God that the Bible has the answers. Whether we, we know those answers, uh, you are the ones to judge. Um, I think it's a fair question. So it's saying, how can we endure suffering without yeah. asking? Um, how, how does one endure suffering of this world without having to blame God for it or without having to ask why? Why us or why me? Yeah, uh, it's, um, it's a real question, I think, uh, and a fair one. Um, what I can say is a good place to turn to is to look at the Psalms in the Bible. So in the book of Psalms, you realize that the believer, or the psalmist, the community of believers, they go through suffering, and in their suffering, they cry out to God, and they ask God why. Uh, why do you allow the nations to treat us this way? But at the same time, they don't go to the point of uh, blaming God. So I think there's a sense in which our understanding of God should allow us to come to him with honest questions. Even in the book of Job, um, Job does confront God. He says, you know, if, if I could sit down with God and talk uh, face to face. But at the end of the book of Job, God judges the friends of Job that you have said things that aren't true and God um, blesses Job and gives him uh, more life and um, even more blessings. So I think th the first answer to that question is, I don't think we need to stop asking the question, why now, why me? Because that's the reality of pain and suffering when you are in that moment, we ask the question. 
But I'm saying as we ask the question, let's realize that God has a bigger answer. Uh, and the, 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 the aspect of how can we then not blame God. I think let's read back to the source of the sin. It was man, not God. Mm. It was you. Uh, next, next question. Um, when you are in pain or suffering because you have sinned, can you still pray for healing? When you are in pain or suffering because you have sinned, can you still pray uh, for healing? Um, I'd say, let me ask, let me respond that in trees. Um, it could be a believer, it could be an unbeliever. Uh, but the goodness of God leads us to repentance. So one of the way we, I think pain and suffering, we are excluding that from God's goodness, which is also, I think, an error because pain and suffering does not make God bad. And so the goodness of God, even with the pain and suffering, leads us to repentance. So if you are not a believer, if you are drawn to a place where you are suffering, you can pray. And, it, and I think that's the, the end result of that. That's the Thing, the best result of the suffering that we can point, be pointed to Christ. And so for a believer uh, in Proverbs 3.12 we understand that uh, a child who is without chastisement is as good as a bastard. So God will give us opportunities to come back to him when we've done wrong and we are restored in fellowship. So there is always a place for praying that you may have restored relationship with God. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, uh, part one of the Q&A session on the topic of uh, suffering and pain. Um, I hope it was helpful. If not, uh, please tune into the next episode, which is part two of the Q&A session. Uh, hopefully your question will be answered. But also, please do um, contact us on uh, Facebook, evangelical student network or hit us up with an email info at evangelical student network or uh, you can hit us up on our whatsapp number which is 0784125041 ladies and gentlemen this is the evangelical student network and my name is Kasper Mapurisa catch you on the next one grace and peace <laughs>